0: You're listening to The Resilient Type Podcast with Grace McCorkle. I'm a teacher turned mindset coach for entrepreneurs and I'm here to help you take control of your brain and build your resilience so you can achieve your biggest goals. On this podcast, I'll be diving into the mindset issues that are keeping you stuck and sharing actionable advice to help you get out of your own way. It's time to create the life and business of your dreams. Ready? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Resilient Type Podcast. Today's topic is very close to my heart and is a follow-on from episode 7, so if you haven't listened to that one, definitely check it out first. In this episode, I'm sharing a call I recorded for IGTV last year. My guest is fellow perfectionist, career and mindset coach, Kimberly, Work-Life Money Co. Join us as we discuss the common misconceptions about perfectionism, how perfectionism has shown up in our lives, our biggest influences in this area and five ways to manage your perfectionist mindset. We also answer a question from the audience. Make sure you stay until the end of this episode for something that I didn't mention on the call. If you're listening on your phone, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag me at Millennial Girl. I'd love to say hi. Okay, let's dive in.
1: One of the m- most common ones is that like perfectionists are people who are perfect. Uh, I think the biggest misconception when it comes to perfectionism is that it's something to be aspire to. It's something mm-hmm. that people want to be. And I think that um, Brene Brown actually puts it best that, you know, perfectionism is actually when we, um, is actually the avoidance of the shame and um, of not being found out that we're not perfect and that feeling. And I like how she describes it as you know, you're carrying like a 20 ton shield around and you're trying to shield yourself from people not seeing that you're perfect. And so I think that's the biggest misconception when it comes to perfectionists is that a lot of people, I don't identify it because they think, oh, I'm not perfect. So I'm not a perfectionist.
0: Exactly, yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say as well. Like it is, it's not that you're perfect. It's actually that you're afraid of being found out that you're not perfect. So I think you you put that really well. Thank you for that. So when did you realize that you were a perfectionist and, and how has it shown up in your life? Because you did mention, you know, that a lot of people don't actually see the
1: signs. So how has it shown up for you? Yeah, so identifying as a perfectionist, I think I've always known that I've had perfectionist habits and perfectionist tendencies, and it's like that classic interview answer: "Is like, what is your greatest weakness?" Perfectionist. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I've always like kind of known that I've had those tendencies, and and that's the thing is that at an early age, you're kind of awarded for it.
0: Mm. It's like in school,
1: it was good to be a perfectionist. Like it was good to always have that high standard of work and almost be seen like you were naturally good at stuff. And that's like what you aspired to be. Um, And going back to your question, like, you know, when did I identify with it? I think when Sam or Brown, Sam started talking about it um, and reframing it in that type of sense where it is not that you're actually perfect. It's all the tendencies behind it. And again, what Bernays Brown says about, so probably around, I want to say 27, 2018, kind of that realm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, it can show up in a lot of different ways. And when I found out about the tendencies behind perfectionism. That's when I really identified with it, which is self-doubt, which is what I felt a lot of. Um, imposter syndrome, uh, the all-or-nothing mindset, which is something that I didn't realize I was even doing, to be honest, mm. for the longest time. And now that I have a clear idea of what it is, I can see that, you know, how perfectionism not only affects my personal life but really into my career and building a business and how you frame things
0: Mm, mm, yeah definitely I can really relate to that actually um I didn't realize I was a perfectionist until Sam Laura Brown (laughs) kind of started focusing on that as well it's not something that's like really like there's not a lot out there about it like there are very few people that talk about it. So for me it was it was the same sort of thing like around around like 2018 um is when when I realized I was a perfectionist too. And like as I kind of started to learn more about perfectionism and what it is and and then started like looking into Brene Brown's work as well, I really love um her book Daring Greatly that goes into perfectionism a lot as well like I could really start to see how it had been showing up in my life once I had kind of learned more about it because especially in Brené Brown's book um she really does talk about like what some of the signs are so again same as you like I noticed that I was definitely focusing on like all or nothing thinking and I noticed it as well when I started my business mm-hmm. cuz that was around that time as well like you know, when I was creating content, like I couldn't post anything until it was perfect. And, you know, like there really was that really strong, like fear of being found out that I'm not perfect. And like the shame around not being perfect was a big thing as well. So yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Who do you think has been your biggest influence in learning more about perfectionism? I think I know the answer to this, but yeah. you know,
1: maybe yeah, maybe, maybe you've got some more. So definitely, it is um, Laura Brown because she's the one who introduced me really to the topic. Brené Brown, obviously, as well. Um, I would also say that like, Carol Dweck
0: mm. as well,
1: um, just because of her work and the fixed and growth mindset. That was like something that I really. Um, didn't know that much about, Um, Mm -hmm. even though I studied psychology, and I just didn't, I never actually had heard someone frame it in that type of um, way before, right, and not the neuroscience behind it, but really just how we frame things, and I think that's a lot about what perfectionism is about, it's that, you know, how we frame things, it's like a mindset, it's how we look at things, how we interpret information, it's not necessarily um, the, Things that necessarily that we do, and also the results of that. Like, I think people who are perfectionists are, tend to be like very high achievers, mm. and they tend to take on more than they can do, and it can result in overwhelm and burnout. And sometimes, like when we are faced with the idea that we're not per- we're not being perfect, it can result in avoidance as well. So that's what I am kind of taken from um, those three influences who's been your biggest influence
0: uh well this won't be any surprise at all I think Sam Laura Brown and and Brene Brown but um yeah definitely Carol Dweck is a big one as well like she really taught me more about growth mindset too um growth mindset is something that I had kind of worked with with my students when I was a teacher but um I hadn't really like learned an awful lot about it just kind of the basics and like definitely as i learned more about that and then learned about the link between that and perfectionism it really deepened my understanding so i think um this actually might be a good sort of segue into the next question because i think yeah growth mindset and perfectionism is really strongly linked hey looking for some more free resources I've created more than 20 checklists, workbooks, journal prompts, and more to help you take action. Whether you're struggling to make a decision, set boundaries, or simply want to get more organized, there's something in my resource library for you. Sign up at empoweredmillennialgirl.com. I know you're going to love it. All right, let's get back to the show. So what have you done to move past your perfectionism mindset or what have you you done with your clients to help them move past
1: that mindset? Yeah so I think the first and the most powerful thing is just being aware of what's going on around you and um, understand that you know perfectionism is not you know like something good or bad it's just kind of something that's a part of our lives and I think that That's a really important thing to identify is because, you know, when I first started my business, I focused a lot on strategy Mm -hmm. instead of actually looking at the mindset and realizing afterwards, you know, once you have that mindset, once you can see things um, through and how to work through your perfectionism in different areas of your life, it just gets easier to be able to apply strategy because sometimes mm. when I would be applying strategy, it's like, this isn't working, right? Mm. And I didn't know why. And I was like, like you had said, like, you, you you can, someone can tell you to post, you know, this certain type of content or do this certain thing, and you can't like bring yourself to do it. <laughs> you like, don't know why, right? So I think that's one of the really big things is really the mindset behind it. Um, coaching is amazing. And I also really like, um, even though it's not like specific to perfectionism, I really like um, Brooke Steele's model, self-model. Yes, yeah, so, so important. Like, like the circumstance and then, you know, your thoughts um, create your feelings, which creates your actions, which creates your results. Like, I really think that once you are at least aware and you can understand that it gets a lot easier. Um, I also do journaling and something that um, this is something I also work a lot with my clients on is just learning to be able to work through the negativity of it. I think a lot of times when we're faced with perfectionism or overthinking, which is a common symptom of perfectionism Mm -hmm. as well, it's so easy to just try to push past it. And I really don't believe in trying to push past it. I believe in working through it because you're, if you are a perfectionist and you have these habits, it'll keep coming up. Like you can maybe figure out like, you know, how to post um schedule your post so that they go up automatically for you, so you can find a workaround of it, but it'll come up in the next thing, and then you're always battling it for the next and next thing, yeah um, so that's what's been working for me what has what have has been working for you?
0: everything that you've said is very very true um so yeah i would I would agree with that I would also add working on building a growth mindset and working with a coach as well, because, um, you know, it it's one thing to go through the model yourself and, you know, be aware of your, you know, negative thoughts. But um, I feel like sometimes you actually need another person to kind of point out these things, because, like, once you start being aware of it, because your brain is always trying to keep you safe, like that primal brain is still working a lot of the time, you know, you will start to sort of, your brain will start to self-sabotage you um, in more subtle ways as you become more aware of it. So having another person, like having a coach who can help you work through your limiting beliefs and help you create a new model and, and, you know, like just point out like the things that aren't actually helping you that you may not have noticed has been really beneficial to me in moving past my perfectionism and building my business. Is there one thing, like if you had to give the audience one thing that they could sort of apply today that could help them start to move past this perfectionist mindset, is there anything that you would recommend?
1: I would recommend... um, moving into the growth mindset by thinking of things. And this has really helped me as an experiment and thinking of And this is something I really work with with my clients as well. It's just thinking of it as a practice, as an experimentation and not putting yourself so close to the goal that you're looking at. Um, I think that especially when you have a career or business, it's you see so much of your self-identity into it Mm. and it can be really hard. And that's why I completely agree with what you said about even though, you know, you know the model, like you know, especially like even when you're self aware of all the perfectionist tendencies, um, sometimes you're too close to it. Yeah. And you can't. Um, um, so it's really beneficial to work with a coach because they can take you, zoom you out of it a little bit. But I think that that is something that has really worked for me. I, um, in my business, like I put stuff up and instead of saying, oh, like this Instagram <laughs> post only got like this many likes and this many comments, it's just like an experiment. So this, and not um, like at all a reflection of whether or not people like me, (laughs) Um, but like, it's just an experiment. Okay, so this didn't work. This like, let's say this post didn't work out well. Okay, that's just stuff that, that my audience doesn't resonate with. Okay, we'll move on to the next thing. And so that's been really helpful to me is just to look at things as, an experiment and it's a hypothesis i come from school like an, uh, an academia background mm-hmm. so all the time you have hypotheses in the world and you just kind of go with it right and you just kind of and if it's wrong or if it um, you get different types of information you just pivot and you reiterate it as you go along yeah so that, definitely that's the biggest big takeaway from me with perfectionism what has been yours um Well, I'd like to
0: share um, something actually that my coach shared with me that really helped me. Um, And that is basically like, instead of trying to put out A plus content, trying to put out B plus content and just practicing, like putting out stuff that isn't perfect because it it is a practice like that's also part of growth mindset is just practicing um because you know getting getting rid of that all or nothing mindset is is gonna take time and it probably will always be there to an extent so yeah being okay with b plus work putting out b plus work and actually aiming to put out b plus work rather than aiming to put out a
1: plus work (laughs) I love that. And that like, to me is also just a great example of what advice out there that doesn't really work that well for people who are perfectionists, because um, a lot of content, I feel like talks about the strategy talks about, you know, that you need to have all of these components and all of that stuff. And with when it comes to high achievers, when it comes to perfectionists, um, it's better just to put, like quantitative. Quantity is sometimes better than what our idea of quality is. Because as perfectionists, as high achievers, your quality is already really, really high. Your standard naturally is very high, Mm -hmm. right? So actually being able to practice putting out that content that quantity so instead of one perfect post that you like took hours to curate like like 10 posts you know that that you like Mm. you said were B plus content but you know to other people it can be like a content exactly standard for yourself right
0: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah definitely definitely so kim have you had any questions from the audience on this topic that you would like to chat about before we go
1: Yes, so I did have a, um, a question for my audience about perfectionism. And it was how to f- not feel guilty if something isn't completely perfect. And I think that this is something that's so common, because it's easy to talk about, like, just do like, just put yourself out there and do the put the posts up. But sometimes um, a, a huge symptom of um, perfectionism is overthinking and then feeling guilty. Like, Oh, I, I could have done this better. I could have done. And that's the part of perfectionism that is um, very personal is that a lot of perfectionists work out of this place of people pleasing
0: mm. and
1: um, because they don't want to be found out as a fraud. And so this can be very easy to feel like guilt that you didn't perform at your best, that you could have done better. And what I would advise people to do and i also coach my clients through this because it's very common is that just remember that you are acting with the knowledge that you have i think a lot of times we just are so hard on ourselves on oh i should have done this or i should have done this and what i like to think about is you know uh when you are going through school when you are um, working with children because i know you used to be a teacher mm-hmm. you, don't expect them to know everything. So when they take a certain type of action, it's what with the knowledge that they have. And I would invite um, you to also give yourself that same grace, like let yourself feel um, and take action just with the knowledge that you have and take it. As, and again, moving into the growth mindset, take it as a lesson for the next time. Right. And so that you don't, you don't feel have to feel like Ugh, every time I have to show up, it has to be like a hundred and ten percent with that gold star. Exactly,
0: that's such great advice. I don't think I can really add anything more to that, um, except for you know, again, trying to trying to focus on putting out B plus content instead of A plus because it it will be probably a higher standard than most people anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, just pra- and just practicing just practicing is just it comes with practice. It really does. And I like to think about, you know, when it comes to perfectionism, the you know, the magic is really in the reflection of it and it's in the ma- and it's in the mindset. So we take action and really that reflection component of it and not feeling guilty, letting yourself um, off the hook for maybe not performing at a certain standard that you actually have only created for yourself. And I think that's a huge reminder um, is that people, other people don't tend to hold us to the same standards that mm, we do ourselves. Yeah. So beating ourselves up for our own standards is very common in perfectionism and really understanding that once you work through the mindset of it, the ability to take action and the reflection of it also is easier. Yeah, exactly.
0: I really love this chat with Kim. I hope you enjoyed it too, but there's something I want to discuss a little more. A practical way to help you move past perfectionism is through desensitization. We know from cognitive behavioral therapy that you can begin to desensitize your need for quote unquote perfection by gradually exposing yourself to imperfections. The reasoning behind this is that with enough exposure, you'll eventually become comfortable with it as you realize nothing bad will happen as a result. If you're a perfectionist like me, you've probably spent your whole life overworking, overanalyzing and overthinking to produce high quality work. So if you take nothing else from this call, I want you to start practicing doing things imperfectly. I'll be honest with you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but start small and do it consistently. I recently applied this during the 30 Reels in 30 Days challenge. Having the deadline of daily posting forced me to share lower quality work than I'd have liked. I really resisted spending longer on my Reels covers, but in the end, it didn't really matter. As Kim said in our call, it's better to produce lots of good enough work rather than a few perfect pieces. Quantity is definitely better than quality for perfectionists and consistency is the key to success. Remember perfection isn't something you should aspire to because it'll only make you feel shame and that will present as overthinking, imposter syndrome, all or nothing thinking, procrastination and overwhelm. What's helped Kim and I manage our perfectionist mindset is working with a coach using the model to reframe our thinking journaling, building a growth mindset and practicing being imperfect. If perfectionism is holding you back, I can help. I'll be taking on new coaching clients in April 2022. So complete an expression of interest form and I'll get back to you within 48 hours. This and all the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes at empoweredmillennialgirl.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a short review on iTunes or rate the podcast on Spotify so more people can find the show. That's it for me today. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoying the podcast? You've got to check out my one-to-one coaching program. It's a combo of business and mindset coaching where we use brain-based strategies to create lasting transformation. If you've got goals, I can help you achieve them. Find out more at empoweredmillennialgirl.com slash coaching. See you there.